0: Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice.
1: Hello, and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern, and each week here at This One Thing, we focus on one verse, and from each verse, we pull out one truth. And then from that truth, we decide together to make a choice each week. And this week, I have the distinct honor and great fun to have my very dear friend Melina Puente here with me. Hi, Melina. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, Carrie. So before we dive in and we look at the truth and the choice from Isaiah 64, verse 4, would you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Tell them where you're working and some of the ministries that you're involved in so they know a little bit of your background.
0: Yeah, I've been in education for 20 years now, um, in the classroom for about 16, and this is my fifth year being an administrator at a middle school. Also, I'm a part of 180. I'm also part of Lodi House, uh, their boards, and as well as our Unfettered Ministry board.
1: Mm, Melina, I love that. You have such a heart of a servant, and I just love how you find So many opportunities to serve the Lord in the kingdom. You are such a tremendous example and a challenge really in the best possible way to me and to every life you touch. So thank you for all the ways that you give yourself away. I appreciate you so much. So we're talking about Isaiah 64 and specifically verse 4 this week. And before I turn it over to you and hear the wisdom and the insight that God has given you from this passage, I want to just talk a little bit about the context in Isaiah chapter 64. The prophet Isaiah is speaking on behalf of God's people, and before verse 4, it says, Oh, that you would burst from the heavens and come down, how the mountains would quake in your presence. As fire causes wood to burn and water to boil, your coming would make the nations tremble. And then your enemies would learn the reason for your fame. When you came down long ago, you did awesome deeds beyond our highest expectations, and oh, how the mountains quaked. So those are the three verses that are leading up to our verse of the week, which is verse four. And verse four says this, for since the world began, no ear has heard and no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait for him. So basically, the prophet Isaiah is saying, God, you came down you shook the mountain. He's specifically referring to when Mount Sinai shook. God showed his presence, his power, his authority. He showed off what he could do. And now his people are in this place of waiting. They're looking for him. They're searching for him. They're asking a question, Melina, that you and I and everybody listening to this podcast has asked or is asking, God, where are you? Where are you in that waiting place of my life? Do you see me? Do you care? I know you can because you've done it before. And so the culmination of this place of expectation, God, are you coming? I'm waiting for you, is in verse 4, and he's making this proclamation. He's speaking over himself and over God's people. The world has not yet seen or heard what you're fully capable of god but we trust that you can and we know that you will because you've showed your power before god will you show up for us again so as you've meditated on isaiah 64 specifically on this no ear has heard no eye has seen what a god like you will do for those who wait for him melina how do you apply this to your life what is the truth that you pull out from this passage and why? I
0: love this passage. It reminds me very much um, the protection that God has provided in my life and specifically the area for me. I mean, I'm 52 and I'm single and I would have said, I'm going to be married by 25. And Mm -hmm. here I am. It has been this waiting for me that God has provided opportunity to show himself uh, as a provider, as a protector, and being able to remind me that he has me. So the word pretty was redeemed as I walked with the Lord in a way that I did not know or understand. He chose me. Mm. That was probably the most amazing opportunity to embrace being loved and being chosen. Mm. He sees me Beyond even the pretty it 's there 's more to me, mm. so the waiting place of knowing i 'm not rejected because he has chosen me. Mm. the verse in john three twenty nine is uh, one I love to hold on to. It just reminds me it says, "He who has the bride is the bridegroom. Mm-hmm. I get to ask myself when i 'm in those lonely places or in those waiting places in those wanting places. Melina, who has you right now? Mm. That's where I get to focus on knowing I am held and known and seen and loved by Jesus. Mm-hmm. The waiting—ah, oh, so much power in that process. Watching the Israelites do what they did, of knowing how much Jesus—oh, ha- sorry, how much God demonstrated—and for me in this waiting, mm-hmm. watching all the protection and provision in that mm. waiting place.
1: Yeah, that is so beautiful and so powerful, Melina. It's two things really jumped out to me as you were sharing. The first is for me and everyone listening, what is that place that God wants to redeem or heal in your story as you wait on him? It's almost a picture of a ICU, right? We, we need to go into a spiritually safe place, a waiting place to heal, We're not going to heal in the chaos and the carnage of a battle. We would go into a quiet sanctuary that is sterile and clean, and we would heal. And that's the picture that I got when you were sharing, is God redeemed for you the word pretty. That was obviously something that had been perverted, something that had been tainted. And so he pulled you into this place now 52 years seems maybe excessive to us from a human standpoint but god is saying to you i'm so so jealous for you melina i'm so interested in healing the deepest inner workings the deepest places of your heart i am going to redeem you in this sanctuary of waiting i'm going to heal those places those deep recesses that maybe you're not even fully aware of yeah the other thing i heard you say that is just so powerful that I really feel like we all need to grab as a truth from this passage is waiting is a very powerful way that God protects us yes we have no idea do we what he's protected us from was we're waiting we're thinking god where are you i, I can just see the people of israel in this passage standing at the base of the mountain you know i, I have temper tantrums we have temper tantrums don't we as humans yes. when we have to wait <laughs> and i can see them having a temper tantrum going god where are you how dare you you make me wait this long I know you can. You're powerful enough. You've done it. How dare you make me wait? And you gave us this perspective of God in heaven looking down on us going, you know, I'm not shaking your mountain yet. I'm not moving that situation or that person into your life or out of your life, or I'm not providing that job that you think you want or that house that you think you need. That thing you're asking me for, that thing you're longing for me to do if I'm asking you to wait it's because my timing is not yet in place and I am protecting you child would you trust me enough to believe that the waiting place is a sanctuary of protection it just turns everything that we would love to believe about how awful waiting is on his head yes it's so powerful Melina thank you for that insight Is there anything else that you want to share with us that's come up for you in this passage as a truth as you've applied it to your life?
0: To love fearlessly. Mm. That is really the bottom line. There are amazing relationships in my life, and to pursue those and love fearlessly in them, knowing that that is the gift. And I am Mm -hmm. so grateful for that opportunity Mm -hmm. in that place. I realize, I guess, I won't ever understand what does protection really looks like other than trusting that there's no human solution for the supernatural love God shows through my life?
1: Mm. So it's a beautiful example of, yes, you're waiting, in your case, for a mate. You have a desire, a longing that you're not dismissing, but you're not waiting to love. So like, like I was talking with Crystal last week, and I'm sure you heard it, waiting isn't a passive pathetic stance
0: right right
1: it's actually a warrior stance it's it's to be brave it's to be courageous to wait because you're saying god i'm allowing you to gather me in as i wait and so what you're saying is I'm not just going to sit passively and wait for love to come to me while I'm waiting for a man or a husband to come. I am going to actively pursue others with the love of God, responding to his pursuit of me. So that ties back to that. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be courageous because that is how I actively walk in agreement with whatever God is doing as I wait on him. Yes. Really good stuff, Melina. Really good stuff. I really appreciate that. So go ahead and just kind of summarize for us everything that we've been talking about and put it in the form of a choice for our listeners this week. How might we choose to follow a godly example from a woman like yourself? How might we choose to apply this passage to our life this week?
0: I have to choose every day. There is only one opportunity to trust God in all the things I'm going to be doing each day so mm. my choice would be as I said if I love fearlessly I can be grateful for everybody around me and I'm not in a wanting posture so mm. choose to love fearlessly in this place
1: mm-hmm you're a little bit more PC than I am. What you're, what I'm hearing you say is don't be a victim. Don't be a victim, right? That's, you're too kind to say it, but I'll say it, you yes. know, Carrie, don't be a victim in your place of waiting. Listener, we're not victims in our place of waiting. God isn't a wall. He hasn't abandoned us. Yes. But, but, but I just see all of us at the base of the mountain, just like God's people here in Isaiah 64 going, where are you? Like, do you even care? Do you even hear me? Do you, do you even see what you're asking me to live through right now? I need you. I need you to show up. Where are you? And God's like, I'm right here. Will you acknowledge that I'm with you, that I'm protecting you, that you are not a victim of your circumstance, that I am very intentionally involved in your life as I ask you to wait on me? Yes. And so what you're saying is choose to love, choose to give yourself away, choose to serve in the place of waiting whatever our listeners are waiting for. Yes. Because very few of our, our listeners are gonna wait to till they're fifty two, right? And, and 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 they're they're not waiting for marriage until they're fifty two. They're waiting on something though. We're all waiting for God to show up just like this passage, Isaiah 64, verse 4, there's an area of our life where he's saying, Will you trust me? Will you choose that I am enough? Will you believe that I am not a wall, that I am protecting you? And find satisfaction in my presence, fulfillment in my presence. Just like we looked at for the last three weeks in Psalm 27, will you choose to seek my face? Will you choose to say that being with me in my presence is enough, that that is what you will find your satisfaction and your fulfillment in? Will you choose to wait, believing that that is a posture of being very, very brave? Very, very courageous because according to the passages that we've looked at in Psalm 27, Melina, and this passage in Isaiah 64, your contentment in your single journey is the picture of being brave and courageous. Mm. And I love that. I love that you are an example to us of how to wait on the Lord and how to shine and how to be available and how to serve and how to give yourself away. The opposite of being a victim. Say, God, I'm right here. I'd love to be married, but I'm going to keep waiting on you. And I'm going to keep being available until you fulfill the desire of my heart. And I'm going to choose that you are the fulfillment of the desires of my heart until yes. you fulfill this specific desire so beautiful so powerful melina thank you so much i don't think we're done i think we need to spend another <laughs> week in isaiah 64. Let's do i'd it. love it if you'd come back yeah let's let's do isaiah 64 verse 8 next week let's Got spend it. another week in this chapter we're going to talk a little bit more about this posture of surrender this posture of hey i'm not a victim i'm going to surrender god to what you're doing because that's how I choose joy. That is yes. that is a tangible way that I can choose joy in the middle of my circumstances, regardless how difficult they are today. So let's pray. And Melina, I'd love to see you back here again next week with me. Thanks again for being here. Yes. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to reflect on your sovereignty, your power, your protection, the hope that just stirs up in our souls. When we remember We're not victim to our circumstances, that you are involved, that you do care, that you are listening and you will show up in the way that is absolutely your best for us in your perfect timing. We don't know what that is. We don't know what that looks like. From a human standpoint, Melina would not say that being single at 52 is your very best, and yet her spirit calls her to recognize that you are involved, you are protecting her, and you are desperately interested in the desires and the cries of her heart. You have not forgotten her. I pray that we would all respond to whatever you're asking us to wait in, wait on, wait through in this season. That we would have faith just like melina has modeled for us today that we would have faith that we would believe regardless of what you're asking us to wait on we surrender to you and we ask that you would help us to be very strong very brave and very courageous as we wait in the powerful name of jesus amen
0: thank you for joining us for this one thing with carrie kenyon Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.